Welcome back to the Aqua Thinking Podcast. A safe space for weird thoughts. I'm your boy Nas, aka Stacks. What up? I'm Vince. And we are the Awkward Thinkers. White people clap. Yes. Clap it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Um, what else? Give us some streams. Yeah, yeah. give us some motherfucking streams. Um, but we have a very, very special guest. We have the number one. Yes. Motherfucking DJ. I, I want to say in the world to me. <laughs> I want to say in the motherfucking world because ain't nobody fucking with it. You see what I'm saying? We have DJ Bree the motherfucking bull in the yes. house, ladies and gentlemen. Where, people clap. Where you at? Where you at? Yes. <laughs> Tell the people who you is and who you ain't. What's going on, good people? I go by the name of DJ Bree the Bull, CSU's hostess with the mostest. Um, you know. Real, 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 real deal in here, man. Mm-hmm. Thank yes. you so much to Nas and Vince for, for having me in. I'm really excited. It's been a long time coming, so yes. I'm excited to get We've into We've been trying to get her on here for yeah. a while. minute, yeah. Yes. I'm excited, man. We are excited. Bria is like our, what, second famous person on here? Famous. Bria, you're famous. <laughs> yes, big, big you, time. You are not you. famous. Don't even slight yourself yes. like that. Yes. Um, and so, like... Let the people know what you do and yeah, so, who you are. Yeah, so government name, Bria Spot, and I go by DJ Bria the Bull. Um, I started off as a as a party host, party promoter um, in undergrad, uh, transitioned into being a DJ now, so I DJ and host. Um, been doing that for about, whew, like eight years now. That's crazy to say, mm, like is. eight years. Um, I work in higher ed, man. I do a whole bunch of other cool stuff, so... I'm pretty simple. <laughs> She's talking about pretty simple. She just tried right. to be so humble it's, it's with that. Humble flex. Humble yes. flex. It's cool. Because it's Bria. It's Bria. Number one female yes. host so, in, the, in the nation. You yes. know, nothing, nothing, too, nothing too crazy. Bria be everywhere. Like, Bria is all over Instagram, Twitter. Nah, I don't see you too much on Twitter. But nah, yeah, I don't be on Twitter for real. At one point in time, she had Twitter on lock, too. But she's on Instagram now. She's going crazy. And you got your own. You and Kay do something, too. Like a own little docu-series. Something like that, yeah. We do. We drop reels on, like, TikTok and mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. Just about, like, random stuff that we do. If you know Kay... Everything that you do with him is random. Like he will call you at eleven o'clock, mm-hmm. and by three you're in Chicago. Like Alaska. like no, Alaska. Yes. Literally, y'all catching a flight. Y'all in Hawaii. Something crazy. Just always something random. Yes. Yeah, so nine times out of ten, I try to get up with him just to see how he doing. Grab some food. Next thing you know, it's just a whole day of events. So mm-hmm. we've been doing real content on that. Um, I drop content sometimes about like my day to day life because you mm-hmm. know like I work a nine to five. I mm-hmm. DJ. I'm a basketball coach. I'm working on my doctorate right now, so that's a lot of mm-hmm. different things kind of mixed yes. up. So it's kind of cool to be able to show people like what I do on a daily basis and and what I do from day mm-hmm. to day. So yeah. Yes. So how did we meet Bria? Because I feel like a lot of times me and him meet a lot of people before, together. Before we even start that, let's let's get awkward. Oh, he's in general. How Man, what the fuck? It's our little awkward phase, yeah. Okay. Now go ahead. So how do we get in? Do you remember how we met, Bria? I want to say, because what year did y'all come in? Fall 16, but I feel like it wouldn't have been. I know me and you had class together, though, my freshman year. But it wouldn't have been for real, for real, until that next year with Cap. Yeah, because in 16, I want to say I was still hooping. Mm -hmm. You were. I think you were. Yeah, I want to say I was still hooping. So probably the it year. It was 16, 17 year. That year. It was 17. The year you crossed. Because she crossed that spring. We came that And fall. then I stopped hooping that year, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was probably, we probably had like, hey, what's up? Hey. Yep. This I don't is think we met until, until my sophomore after. year. Yeah, my, it was that yeah. sophomore year. Because we remember, we was just like, oh, what happened to the girl that hosts? Because yeah. at first, she was hosting. <laughs> yes, I was. She, she, especially during our prior week. I started in 16, yeah. Yep. I started in 16. And then she disappeared for a second. We was like, what's going on? And boom. Boom. Yep. <laughs> and then that sophomore year, she started know, jumping. You know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. It's crazy to think about, like, the fact, like you said, you've been doing this for eight years now. And so through that eight years, you this... For you, it probably seemed fast, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, it just seemed like... Like, saying eight years is wild. It is. When you look back on that, how do you... Like, looking back on your uh, career so far, how do you... How would you 
I don't know. How would you how would you summarize it to someone? How would I summarize it to somebody? I have had quite the journey, mm-hmm. I will say. Because um, if you really think about it, like think about the landscape of, of Central, we really didn't have a lot of hosts. Mm-hmm. Like we had people like uh, DJ Smook, mm-hmm. um, Lamar, before he was a DJ, he was hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, you had people like Juice Finesse, DJ Mrs. Um, it wasn't like... For me, I don't remember it ever being a host besides Juice, mm-hmm. like, when we were there. A Spank? Spank. I don't know if Spank mm. was doing, like, parties and stuff, though. Oh, he, he wasn't. wasn't. He was just doing no, the on-campus stuff. Uh, I think he kind, was. I think he yeah. was kind maybe of. in and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. I just remember the on-campus stuff. <laughs> on-campus stuff, mm-hmm. it was more Spank, but, like, on an off-campus perspective, like, I don't remember a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I started hearing stories about, like, DJ L Nice, Ray Holiday, who were like some of my mentors now. Mm-hmm. They were the Ivy League DJs in like the early 2000s, who where it was like a DJ and a host. Mm-hmm. And it was a craft that like I kind of just picked up, mm-hmm. you know? So for me to be one of honestly the only female hosts, like mm-hmm. you had DJ Mrs., but she was a DJ at first, right? right. Yeah. Like for me to come in and kind of like trailblaze the way for what it actually looks like to be a host and to actually go and practice your craft. Like a lot of yep. people don't know, like I will sit at home and practice. Mm-hmm. Like for me, my story was just so crazy and it's and it's a blessing in, in disguise, I guess, mm-hmm. because it's more so like I kind of found a way to express myself um, in a way where like how could I put this? I feel like I made it a little normal to be an extrovert introvert. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when you see me out, you're like, oh, she know everybody talking to people. But, yeah. like, if you know me, you know I sit at the crib and, like, won't leave. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. chill. I'm, I like having my own time, my own space. But when you see me out, it's like. That's yeah. your other yeah. half. Yeah, like, it's like it's two sides of me. I don't even know if that answered your question. What was the question? Because <laughs> I feel like it was more so, like, how would you summarize it? But it, you get into, like, how you. Uh, I like I don't know I feel like that was a good answer. Yeah. How I, did you? How did I sum, if I had to summarize it in like a sentence though, like growth. Mm. That that would kind of be it. Yeah. Because yeah. it yeah. seemed like you inspired a lot too. Like, uh, of course, we came in sixteen. You were hosting that fall, like we said, and then seventeen you came back and you were hosting everything too. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like it. So many people who came after you were like, oh, this could. I don't think hosting was a thing until yeah. you started. Like, yes. And not, that's not to say other people weren't, you know, qualified or anything, but we do think, like, you trailblazed that. You was like, oh, okay, this is what a, a host does. Because up until that point, I don't even think people were getting paid to host as much. Cause, Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm Like, I'm talking to uh, KB. Shout out to my little brother, Boss K Bands, you feel me? I taught him how to host. And him coming out the gate, he like, yeah, I charge over a hundred dollars for a booking i said boy i was getting fifty dollars for four mm-hmm. hours yeah it is it's nuts how much like that's changed it has. yeah but it's wild it's it's crazy because it's like the people who not pioneer it but you you don't get them benefits until later on but yeah. you establish it where yeah. the people who come after you are now there's a uh like a standard. Yeah, there's yeah. a standard. There's an expectation for it. And it was like that with the DJs, too, because at one point in time, the DJs weren't getting paid. Not for real. It was like, oh, you just should be happy that we're allowing you to mm-hmm. p- play music in front of the whole school. Yeah. But then y'all changed that. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I wouldn't even say I changed that, though. I think the one person that I personally saw, like, go through a lot of that stuff was AD. Mm-hmm. AD yeah. and Zay, like, them them really my brothers. They get on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still love them like we came from the same place. AD. Oh, go ahead. My fault. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. No, I was going to say, AD is the most non-liking DJ and DJ that it is. Like, he <laughs> will talk shit about not wanting to DJ no more, but loves the fucking DJ. Yeah. I never uh, yeah. will understand Listen. his complex of his love for it. So, I w- the one thing I would say with AD, without saying too much to, like, to mm-hmm. his story, is I feel like, and this has happened to me, sometimes... You get put in situations where you think it's beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. And the people that you're working with, it take the joy out of it for mm-hmm. you. And I've dealt with that a lot. Like, that's one of the reasons why I started DJing was because I fell out of love with hosting because so many people ruined it for mm-hmm. me. Like, you, it, it, it takes the fun out. It takes the passion out. Everybody, of course, it's all business. But at the same time, like, why are we beefing over a party? Yeah. I, and that's not to slight nobody. But yeah. I'm saying, like, like, for me, I was doing that as mm-hmm. a, a, I made a post few um few weeks ago 
I was like, it's crazy when, when you in a room with people that do the same thing that you do and a lot of them are doing it for money. Where mm-hmm. like for me, I'm doing this to stay alive. That's mm-hmm. a yeah. totally different complex. Yeah. And I feel like for AD, he was put in a situation where it took the love out of it for him because mm-hmm. like he was really doing his due diligence. Like AD was cr- crazy. Yeah. He was, yeah. Crazy. I agree. And he was put in a bad situation and it yeah. took the joy out of it for him. That's which, sad. Which sucks, yeah. But it happens. Mm-hmm. Like... That's why you, I think you you definitely got to protect your passion. You got to uh, allow like, but we don't always know that because we get taught if you if you're passionate about it, you should make money off of it and you should mm-hmm. kind of exploit that. But that's what happens. You get exploited and it's like, yeah. nigga, I used to love doing this until I had to do it, and Ooh. then I had to do it for you. And yeah. the way that you demand it is not like it because I feel like it's a lack of appreciation as well. It's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people in the crowd might just see you go up there, do your thing, and they don't think nothing of it. But like you said, I'm at home, and I'm practicing. I'm trying to make sure I'm going crazy when I when I come see y'all. And I remember uh, the flashlight thing that, uh, oh, that yeah. you did. And I remember that being, like, really big for you at that point. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, y'all, we'll try to get a clip. Hopefully, we can find a clip. But she does this thing where she turns up the whole crowd, and the whole crowd follows her command. And it's just, it, it is raw, especially the camera view. Oh, like, yeah. The angle, did you shoot that or no? Jock. Um, Jock shot, shot it. it. Oh, yeah. The way that he shot it, it just, you you see you interacting with the crowd and you just see it. Like, you see the change, you see the cr- crowd going crazy and stuff. And that's just, not a lot of people can control a room like that yeah, and get everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you, you've been in here for eight years now. Um, at this point, like we said, you are kind of famous at this point. <laughs> next thing you need is just like a, a TV show on Zeus or something or the next Carisha, step. Please. No, don't be on that fighting Carisha. I know, I ain't going to be on that fighting that, Carisha. Or that, is it Krishana? Oh, Krishana Rock. Yeah. No. I love her. For real? Really? I love what's, her. What's your obsession? Talk to the camera about Krishana. Let me tell you something about Rock, okay? I love her. Krishana, if you hear this, I love you. She so might fuck much. around and respond. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> and she, she do. They around. do be responding. But I think, I don't even know why I like her. Well, actually, I do. Okay, so me and um, Janelle, Janelle is my partner, we watch um, Zeus. Like, mm-hmm. we we be on there. We mm-hmm. be Y'all on one there. of those? So, we are. We love trashy TV. Because, like, we don't got a lot of drama in our life right now. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just like, let's watch something. So, yeah, let's watch somebody else crash out. Oh, oh God. Sometimes it make you feel a little bit better. I know that sounds bad, but. Watching her on Batty South, hearing her story, like, she really went through some stuff, mm. like, some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like how she be acting now, it's just, she's just a product of her environment. Mm-hmm. But I really like her. Like, she's funny. That's what's up. I don't oh. know who I need to slide. <laughs> what's crazy is I do remember you being in the group chat like, hey, anybody got a Zeus password or something? That's funny <laughs> yes, as hell. Yes, we was. I was begging. I'm like, please, yes. somebody. So... Eight years later of hosting and everything, interacting with all these new people, meeting all these new people. Yeah. Do you ever feel like people come up to you and think that they know you based on Bree the Bull and not yes. Bree Spalding? Yes. How is that yes. for you? It, it's, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I want to say I don't like it. Um, it's just a little weird. So, like, when I go in different settings, I always try to go by different names. Mm-hmm. So, like, y'all know me as Bria. People that don't know me will either literally call me Brita Bull or call me Bree. Mm-hmm. And then at work, I just go by my last name, so Spalding, mm-hmm. right? So the people that I see are closer to me know Bria. Like, I feel like y'all know me enough. Mm-hmm. Like, me and you done been through so much crazy yeah. stuff on, oh, on, yeah. on, on our level. It's just like, yeah, I feel like y'all y'all kind of know authentic me. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that know and love me, they, you know, they know I dress like this, but they know I'm super feminine, mm-hmm. you know? People that don't know me may see me dress like this. They see Brie, and it's like, okay, like, mm. she a dyke, and I ain't that, you know? Like, but for yeah. real, like, for real. It's valid, though, yeah. right? Like, for the people that don't know me, they may have this different ideation of who I am and what I do mm-hmm. in their mind, and I go to work, and I'm just top, I'm top-notch there, too, you know? Like, I try to do what I can but um what was the question this table program to like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm, it, I'm about to be the green screen about to be snow I swear to God it's but it was, do you ever feel like people are more so they go off of the stage name or breed a bull versus or damn is this shit hit me uh, yeah no I see what you're saying do that do people that see me 
in nightlife and in clubs think they know me mm-hmm. and they really don't yeah and i think it, it comes to fruition when like i have people over the house or like i go out to eat with people or just do like something outside of a club activity mm-hmm. and i act totally different and i wouldn't say i act totally different i'm just more myself like mm-hmm. yeah. i don't always want to be ah! like yeah, all screaming like i'm really chill mm-hmm. for real like uh, some people have a different ideation of who you are based on how they see you. Yeah, but everybody yeah. got their own perception of you, just of depending course. on life. So. I just, I just going to get to a wrap around the nitty and gritty uh, real quick. Okay. So I'm just going to ask you short questions. You have like five seconds to answer. We're just going to go okay. wrap it real quick. All right. All right. So ready? You ready? Yeah. All right. Favorite food? Lamb chops. Lamb chops. Favorite cartoon? Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Mm. That's different. That's, That's different. I would have never expected that. Uh, Why yeah. Johnny Bravo? I always watched that when I was a kid, but I always watched Johnny Bravo and the Flintstones, so it was one of them too. Mm. Oh, damn, that's different as fuck. If you had to be an animal, what animal would you be and why? Dolphin. Dolphin? Why dolphin? I've always loved dolphins. Mm. Yeah, they're smart as fuck. They, they, they are. But they some little horny creatures, ain't they? Yeah. That's Because, the no, thing. they will kill like, somebody and bring them, like, they'll drag them all the way down to the ocean and, and fuck them. I ain't doing that. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, who do you look up to? My mother. Your mother? All right, that's dope. Uh, Nicki Minaj or Lotto? Big Lotto, okay. big remix, <laughs> ask it again, it's the same answer. Mm, big Lotto. What animal would you want your significant other to be? Oh, what I want her to be? Based on what? Like, it's just what animal would you want her to be? A dog. A dog, okay. I like why, dogs. Why a dog? You just I like, like dogs. dogs. Okay. Yeah. Are you a booty or a booby person? Booty. Okay. <laughs> um, little spoon or big spoon? I'm the little spoon. Okay, little spoon. If, little spoon. If Gucci had to be a flavor, what would it be? Mm. Mm, yeah. Mm. Like, like chocolate ice cream. Chocolate ice cream, really? You would want that? Chocolate. I'm not a fan of chocolate ice cream. What? Yeah. That, uh, You're crazy. That Mexican strawberry cream shit? No, that. If you never. I, oh, we got to get you some Mexican strawberry cream popsicles or something. Uh, that shit like crack. Strawberry cream? It's like orange cream soda type? But imagine strawberries. Like. Like imagine an orange cream pop, but strawberry. Strawberry? Mm-hmm. That sounds decent. Yeah. But I like chocolate ice cream, so I say yeah. chocolate ice cream. Mm. That's said, like uh, one of my faves. He said, uh, um, the lightsaber strawberry joints. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You might get bit. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you might get bit. I ain't gonna lie. That's a <laughs> my, my last question. My last question. Um, if someone was a celebrity that conferred next to you, who would it be? Say that one more time. If somebody that you knew was a celebrity that conferred next to you, who would it be? If somebody was a celebrity that could fart next to me? Yeah, that can fart next to you. And Lotto. Have a, Lotto. Okay. Lotto. Like, like, this, this, is my, <laughs> <laughs> this is my last, last question. What store do you feel white in? Like, whether restaurant or um, or a fashion store? I feel white in? Yeah. What you mean? Like, me going in there for, just spending money? For me, I feel like a little white person when I um go to Panera Bread. <laughs> 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 It's something about me going to Starbucks. Mm, I can see that. Can I have a grande ice white mocha? Um, <laughs> sweet cream and cold foam on the top with extra caramel drizzle, please. That right there, top two. Ain't okay. that shit like $10? Yep. Nah, my order only like five. It is expensive though. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> that's, I a, can't. that's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> what store you. do you feel <laughs> white in? So we kind of talked about uh, the bad part about hosting or at least, uh, like you said, exploring your passion. Sometimes it can lead you down a dark route Mm -hmm. where it's like you no longer want to do that. How did DJing come about? Like, how did you get into that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So like I said, I fell out of love with hosting when I graduated because that was just a tough time. I felt like I was too old to be in the college parties. Excuse me, felt like I was too young, or not too young. I had just moved to Kentucky, was working mm-hmm. out there, moved back to Cincinnati. So anybody that works in like a business where, um, like you're DJing or hosting, party promoting, like demanding, yeah, like you have to build up your like network mm-hmm. because like you can't just pop in a city, throw a party, and expect a thousand people to be there. Don't nobody know you, right? Yeah. So that was something that I, I I struggled with because I moved once, moved again. 
felt like I was too old to be in a college scene, especially as a host. Like, mm -hmm. I had already did so much. I'm like, mm. So I took a while off. I took about, like, a year and a half off. I have always been interested in DJing, like, just being in clubs with people. Like, it'll be slow nights. I'll mm -hmm. hop on AD board or I'll hop on Zay board. And with being around them so much, I watch, I listen, I pay attention. It's like, okay, I could, mm -hmm. I could get the basics down. So I just decided one day, like, to invest in myself. Got, got a DJ board, and I was practicing at the crib for, like, a year like a lot of people don't know just that i was practicing yeah so i was living me and nicole was living together um literally right before the pandemic i had bought my myself my first dj board i only had like 30 songs and i was just practicing the basics mm -hmm. like how to mix how to mm -hmm. how to properly scratch how to make sure i'm using both of my hands so forth and so on um and then kk the host she is one of my friends from cincinnati she does drunk karaoke she did one in dayton it was like I want to book you like as mm -hmm. a DJ and I'm like mm. hold up was that scary that first time oh uh, yeah like mm -hmm. I was so nervous but I have been practicing for so long I was like oh I'm gonna do this do mm -hmm. that it didn't work out like that because um, <laughs> obviously like you got to go off the crowd like mm -hmm. I was playing music in the crib that I like like yeah. I like EDM I like pop music yeah central ain't gonna listen yeah, to no no nut yeah, yeah. um but that's kind of how it came about. I fell out of love with something, started falling in love with something else. I'm not always like challenging myself. I don't mm -hmm. like being stagnant. So I think learning how to DJ for me kind of gave me just a new avenue and a new new wave to to just yeah. explore something new. So who you been banging like lately? Like as in like what song was you been jamming to replay whole ride, hour long ride? To say say I'm your love by Umi. Damn, you're about with me. Huh? It's a banger. Ooh. I'm going to see what that's I'm going to see what it is. So the thing, like, I don't listen, and this is the crazy thing. Anybody that, like, really know me, I do not listen to, like, mainstream rap. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me to actually go in the club and DJ, like, obviously, again, like, how I was with hosting, I do the same thing with DJing. Like, I listen to songs. Right. But I don't listen to them for, like, the enjoyment. It's like, okay, I'm working right now. Mm -hmm. But I listen to more, like, R&B, soul, mm -hmm. neo-soul stuff. Like, I love Ari, Ari Lennox. Like, her last project was hard. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I'm real. Yeah, I've been listening to that Tia Corin. She's new. She got mm. this, like, you know me, I know Freaky Teeth. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, she nice. She nice with the shit. I, I fuck with her. I'm more that's of a, cool. like, I I prefer mellow. I'm not a... Yeah, that's me. Central did get me in my bag with the... Because I was not a fan of Trap at all. But, mm. like, now, after being there for so long and going to the parties and shit... It it's gets like, you there. It do. Like, first day out, now, I, I, when I first got there, I was like, bro, this is a weak-ass song. Now I'm in the car, I'm... <laughs> off work bumping in I'm like you wanna know something my first year of hosting mm -hmm. I had no clue about Finito mm. for real the first time they played that I'm like Who, what the fuck is this what is y'all doing like on the what? ground on the floor on the ground tell them pick them up take, take them to, to the, the mall <laughs> That is dreams and nightmares. Like I just, I really? went, oh, yeah. I went to a, a white high school. Okay. So mm -hmm. I was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't know none of that. I only knew dreams and nightmares because of this nigga. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He used to play it in the room all the time. So I remember one time they did y'all played it or something at a party or at a uh, event. I'm like, here go your son, here go your son, because that's all he listened to freshman year was Meek, Meek Mill. Mills. Yeah, Meek Mill is the king of Philadelphia, and nobody's mm -hmm. gonna ever tell me different. Um, that's just who I grew up. I was obsessed to. with Meek for a Yeah, like yeah. mixtape Meek, all type of oh, shit. Yeah. Like that's what I grew up on. That's my first like. I told him me in the bathroom. I, I fuck a water water running. Oh, bro. So, so, what do you feel like your gift is? Ooh, that's a great question. I feel like it's being able to talk. Mm -hmm. You got the gift of gab. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I, and I don't use it enough, which is something that I've been working on lately, but I feel like when I talk, people listen. Mm. And it's a blessing yeah. to, to, to have that, you know. Um, but I think that's what it is, like the gift of God. So um, what I, when I, why I ask that is, so what do you feel like the curse is that follows that? Mm. So many people listen to me. <laughs> nah, but sometimes it, it, and maybe it is that, like, so many people listen to me to the point, like, sometimes I don't want to talk. Mm. Sometimes I, I don't feel like I need to give you any game. Mm. 
and the moment I don't, and I have a very big heart. Like I, I had just made a post to my close friends. Like I've, I've been seeing so many people around me that call me sis, that they say they my brother, my sister, um, that like really use me to their mm -hmm. advantage. Cause I'm not selfish. Mm -hmm. If you ask me something, I'm gonna tell you. Mm -hmm. um, if you need something, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna break my neck to do it. Especially if I think we got a real good relationship. Yeah. But the fact that sometimes people feel like they have all that access to me mm. is, I think, what haunts me with that. Mm -hmm. It's <laughs> scary for people to have access to you and for you to be a given person mm -hmm. because people, a lot of times, niggas, again, will take from you because they know you got it. And it's mm -hmm. not because they need it. It's just so you won't have it for later on or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it'd be crazy. It's like, as a given person, you got to get to a point where it's like, oh, I can't. I can't, I can't. give no more. And that hurt because it's like, I want to give. But you mm -hmm. you put me in a situation where I can't even give to you no more. Yeah. That should be fucked up because it'd be like, why do you do that to me? No, nah, for real. I hate going through them changes and going through that phase where it's like, I got to not be who I want to be with you because you pushed me to that point. Mm -hmm. That is sick. With the, uh, again... You've been hosting, you've been DJing, you like you're well known within our area and I'm pretty sure other areas, Cincinnati and everything. How is it with uh people seeing you on the screen or seeing you on the stage, but then not realizing this is a person? Like, cause I know you go like we've had a couple talks about mental health. We've mm -hmm. had friends who've been in those situations and stuff. So how how has that been with like you having that platform? Like, how are you able, not to separate it, but how do you get people to separate that and be like, I'm a person? Yeah, dang, that's a good question. So a uh, few years ago, something that I'm about to reboot, I started uh, Be The Bull campaign, mm -hmm. oh, yes. uh, Victorious Overcomer, which is just my mental health campaign. Uh, I used to go talk at schools and stuff, but again, life happens. I kind of fell off with that. I'm going to reboot it. But the one thing that I always got to do is I just put myself in better situations. Mm -hmm. I think when I was a lot younger, I was just still feeling like, oh, everybody will be able to separate the two. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now that I'm older, it's like, okay, if y'all can't separate it, I'm going to separate it. Mm -hmm. Like, we just, I know who to bring with me in certain spaces, mm -hmm. um, in certain situations, and I know who not to. Yeah. That's kind of just where I have to draw the line as an adult and be like, nah, bro, you, mm -hmm. you can't slide with me. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> so... Uh, I want to get a little personal into your personal life. Um, so, um, more so like on the relationship tip. Yeah. Um, so I know you Woo. you said. Um, <laughs> Y'all need the door open. I know it's getting warm in here. Oh, no, I'm, I'm good. Is that or the teleport? <laughs> teleport for sure. Um, what I really wanted to know was like, you know, with the relationships and a lot of heartbreaks, how do you seem to find love again? Or how do you search for to rekindle or regain that trust? Yeah, so if anybody knows me from college, I was the one and I'm honest about it now because mm -hmm. I've been to therapy, kind of talked through everything. But like I was always from one person to the next person to the next person to the next person. And the only reason I was like that, and again, this is a little moment of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I had a real bad relationship with, with my biological father and my stepfather. Mm -hmm. So for me, trying to fill that gap or fill that void, I was seeking out people thinking, okay, like, I'm going to get somebody that's going to love me like they not. Mm -hmm. Right. So honestly, to answer your question, it took for me to forgive them, mm -hmm. to realize my self-worth. Mm -hmm to put myself in a situation now where I'm in a healthy, stable relationship. Like, me and Janelle been together for three years. Mm. Um, that's the longest I've ever been with anybody, um, like, consistently. Do she get on my nerves? Yeah. Do we have yeah. our, our spats? Yeah. But how, however, I've been through so much that I have a better handle on how I need to be handled as an individual, mm -hmm. the kind of relationship I want to be in, how to navigate my personality. Mm -hmm. um, we have very constructive talks, like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. This is how I feel in this moment. This is what I need. Um, so kind of separating the needs and wants. And honestly, you got to continue to be vulnerable. And I know that sounds crazy, mm -hmm. but like in the moments where like you want to put a wall up, like you got to know that honestly, like I'm, I'm spiritual too. So like God is putting you in these positions because you're ready for it. And it's something that is going to help you and benefit you in the long run mm -hmm. so yeah it sounds like you've uh kind of done the work to make sure because uh, this is something we talk about a lot on that uh podcast it's like doing the work before you get into a situation with somebody else mm -hmm. that way you're not putting some because a lot of times 
you know, uh, not to say it's selfish, but it's kind of not fair to the other person when yeah. you are just using them to fill a void. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you're able to, like you said, I, I had to do some shit. I had to go figure out, forgive them, and actually deal with the issues that Absolutely. was going on. And then now in your relationship, I'm pretty sure you can be like, our relationship is our relationship. It is. It's about yeah. us. It's not about me trying to get full off something or me trying to mm-hmm. replace or use you to replace something else. It's more so. This is really us, and that I feel like that's how a healthy relationship is able to begin, or it's how it's able to flourish. When, because when you're using somebody to like, if you're using somebody to replace a situation, they're only there until that thing is needed. Yep. And the moment like it's done, it's done. Yeah. You don't need them no more. So it's mm-hmm. like that's why I just say be with people who want you and not people who need you. And we actually had a conversation early on. Like I blew her mind with this. I'm like, bro. I just want you to be my friend. Mm -hmm. She was so pissed at that. Like, what you mean? I'm supposed to be your girlfriend? I'm like, no, you're not hearing me. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you my girl, but, like, I need a friend first. That's the other thing that I think with this situation, I understand better than I did in others. Mm -hmm. I feel like we got to be attached at the hip 24-7. I feel like you got to be there for me. You always got to be on my side. It's moments we look at each other and be like, bro, you dead wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. no. But as my friend, I would expect for you to do that. Same way Nicole would be like, nah, sis, you tripping. Mm -hmm. It's the same way I would expect my significant other to do it in in like a loving and caring way. But the fact that we are friends first, that takes us a long, that is what has gotten us so far, honestly. A lot of the times we feel like, it's, it's lust first. We fall in love with how, how well you make me feel good mm. in that moment, in that intimate moment. So we get control of when you say, oh, I'm trying to be your friend. Like, what the fuck? Are oh, you trying you trying to play me? Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. But no, I'm really trying to have a deeper, like you said, a deeper connection with you, a deeper bond where when I say I love you, I mean it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or and I can smile and I can feel warm and not second guess. Or yeah. am I tripping? How long we've been together so I can say I love you? You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. You feel me? So I, I respect that because it's like be my friend first or mm-hmm. somebody I can really call when it does, you know, if we are saying vows or something like that, this yeah. is somebody I really say this is my best friend. Yeah. This is somebody that I can trust in with my, my greatest secrets and, mm-hmm. and whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um. My my. Also, my next question, it follows that. Do you feel like you've ever compromised yourself for love? Yes. Mm-hmm. In what way? I have been with individuals in the past that have pushed me to demean my greatness mm-hmm. because it scared them. Mm-hmm. And now I got somebody that's like, you do that, girl. Like, you go do. Like, we just went to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I had got booked for Atlanta Pride. And she just, and I don't want to say it like this, but, like, she played her role. She was there in my moments where I'm like, dang, I don't think I'm doing good. She's like, no, you got this. Like, you know, it's celebrities walking in. Oh, so-and-so just walked in. Make sure you say that on the mic. I used to be with shorties and that. Literally, I'm ready to go. Mm. Like, I don't know why you going there. I don't want you going to this event if I'm not with you. Uh, huh? Yeah. Yikes. You're not, I don't want you traveling and go. Huh? You're crazy. Because you can't stop it. You can't. And it, and I and I think it's more refreshing now to have somebody that uplifts me in mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've definitely compromised myself with love. But even outside of relationships, like I got friends um, that I feel like sometimes it's like, all right, I'm gonna keep you in this box. Yeah. Because I don't want you to supersede me. Mm. I don't want you to. To feel like you're above me. Like, mm. I done been in situations like that, too. Sure. Mm. Obviously, I mean, we ain't friends no more, but yeah. it's like, dang. It, it's so sad with them situations because it's like, nigga, we can all eat. And it don't matter who start eating first. Mm-hmm. It don't. And niggas can't get that in their head. Like, uh, whatever you do, I want you to go f- as far as you can with it mm-hmm. and go further with it. Don't, I don't, you can't limit your friends and you can't, like, stop your friends from because nigga you are not in a box yeah you only in a box because you think you're in a box you're not in a box though mm-hmm. and when you try to stop other niggas from from reaching their ceiling and reaching a point you only stopping yourself oh yeah because it's like you watching another person play while yours is going cold instead yeah. of you just focusing on yourself but see this is the and this is the other thing that i think about a lot um another conversation that kind of came to fruition through 
a romantic relationship, obviously mm-hmm. with Janelle, I'm like, she looks at me sometimes and is like, are you sure you love me? I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, girl. <laughs> but the one thing that we talk about a lot is I love you now like I'm going to love you in X amount of years. Mm-hmm. However, the love will look different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the fact of this how you really, at least for me, this how I knew I was really in love with her. I'm like, man, no matter what this woman goes through, no matter what season of life she is in, mm-hmm. I will be there for her. Mm. I have she has seen me I won't even say her she has seen me go through grief she has seen me go through success she has seen me go through failure and she mm. has never wavered her love mm. so I think that that plays both ways too like being able to love somebody through whatever season they in that's friends it is K is he get on my nerves but he is one of my friends that mm-hmm. has never wavered mm. Dimir Nick Nicole, Sherelle, mm-hmm. those will always be my forever friends because they saw me when I was going through my mental health stuff. They mm-hmm. saw me when I was at my highest. They saw me when I was at my lowest. Um, they saw me when, hell, I didn't want to be here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, they saw me when I just started hosting. They seeing me now, and it's it's like when, when you see people go through their seasons and you can continually love them, that's how I know that, like, that's a genuine relationship. So I, I know um, as any creative have uh, big, big problems with mental health. So what, if you would like to share some light on what what struggles did you have in, in that path of mm-hmm. mental health? Because how did yeah. the Be The Bull campaign come around? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was 18. Uh, My uh, fault. Go ahead. Oh, just if you, No, just if, so they can see you. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So when I was like 18 years old, you feel me? Um, I came out to my family as gay and as any black gay person knows that is a very sensitive subject in the household mm-hmm. right it's like dang your parents feel like I did something wrong your grandparents is telling you um, mm-hmm. churchy churchy grand- grandparents yeah. at that telling you oh you gonna go to hell I kind of put myself in a mental box like when I got to Central I had long hair and a boyfriend mm. I remember the, I, well, yeah. I, I don't remember that but I remember the play <laughs> yeah, y'all doing that in the play uh, yeah yeah so I was like I was lying to myself for so long and when you continually lie to yourself and you have identity struggles like I hated myself for being mm. gay and it's not like I could just change it like I know some people think you could just turn it on and turn it off it don't work like that um, I'm one of them people I tell everybody like I was born gay like I, mm-hmm. I've known this since I was a kid um so going through all of that, going through an identity crisis and feeling like I just don't deserve to be here, like, that's different. Mm-hmm. And then at that time, I, I didn't have the best relationship with my family. Like, I didn't talk to talk to them on a deep level for mm-hmm. years, years. And I'm at Central going through all this stuff. I'm going through bad relationships. I'm going through um, alcoholism spells. I'm popping pills. I try to attempt my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for me starting be the bull was like dang i am seeing myself in 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 full picture right now like if i can get myself out of this i had to pray my way out had to go to therapy take meds like i still take medication like i'm very open with it because Mm -hmm. i think we should normalize it Mm -hmm. but um like going through all that stuff it made me the woman i am today Mm -hmm. um but also starting be the bull is like getting a chance to talk to younger people about what that looks like, especially younger black people. Yeah. Because that's that's a conversation that's not had in households, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's conversations that even as friends, it's uncomfortable to have. Like, hey, man, like Tiffany Bailey. Tiffany Bailey is, uh, she went to Central. She was my mentor. Mm-hmm. She was one of the first people like, nah, bro, like, you need help. Mm-hmm. Like, you need help. And I, I just told her at homecoming, like, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be standing here. Honestly, you know, yeah. and it's um, not to damper the mood, but oh, you no. know, oh, we was crying the last episode. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we was these last couple episodes have been real tears. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Go ahead. Though. But it's like getting getting out of that. It's been a blessing because now I'm able to see life in a in a different light. Mm-hmm. Like my struggles now are a little different than they were. Like now I don't feel like I'm necessarily continually fighting for my life. I just mm-hmm. feel like I'm. I'm just fighting for stability at this point, like yeah. at, like any other mid twenty year old, you know. Yeah. Um. But I, I wouldn't replace what I went through for the world mm-hmm. because it gave me a different outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Gave me a different outlook on situations. Gave me a different outlook on people. Mm-hmm. Um. 
and it's just helped me in the overall, especially with what I do, like working in higher ed, I get a chance to talk to a lot of young people, mm-hmm. um, a lot of college age people, and I'm able to tell them my story and they like, how are you still here? Yeah. Like the fact that I had two semesters where I had 0.00 GPA, almost mm-hmm. got kicked out of school, and now you looking at a yeah. at a black woman who is working on her doctorate. Yeah. I graduated I, yeah. with my master's with a 4.0. Like, hey, exactly. <laughs> that. But it, but it's like like even looking at stuff like that, it's mm-hmm. like, dang. Pulling myself out of that, I never would have made it to a doctoral program that I'm mm-hmm. almost halfway done with. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy, you know? It's dope. So that's I, it. I went through like a semester, not a semester, a few years where I, I was like, you know, school just wasn't my main focus. How was that going through that those semesters with the 0.0 GPA or whatever? Tough. Very tough. Felt like I didn't deserve to be here, period. But mm-hmm. also felt like I was taking somebody's spot in school. You feel me? Yeah. Um, But honestly... Another big piece and why I still kept going was um, me becoming Greek. Mm-hmm. Like, as I tell people, I, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your organization will pick you up when you don't know you need to be picked up. True. My sisters, like, helped me so much. Mm-hmm. Like, so much. So much Like I could I, I, Yeah like My sons had times They like Alright come on shorty Like you need to go Do your homework mm-hmm. John A I lived with her For a minute She like sis Come on You sleeping too much Get up Do your work They always checked on me Like My dean My ADP Like they was always Come on Bria yeah. Come mm-hmm. on Bria And it's And it's like They ain't have to do that They did You know Like But the fact that They helped me through that Is like one of the reasons Why you know mm-hmm. I, I do keep going so it's it's hard to get out of it, but once you get out of it and you, again, you got a different outlook on how stuff is, your mindset just switch. It do. And I think from even being a previous athlete, like, all right, you're going to put up or you're going to shut up. You're going to put the work in, you're going to benefit, mm-hmm. or you're not, and you're going to fail. Which one are you going to do? So my, um, my question is to you, so what do you feel like life, what is your biggest life lesson that you've learned? So far. So far. Biggest life lesson. Dang, that's a good question. Biggest life lesson. Be you. Mm. Don't let nobody put you in a box. Mm. Yeah. I think that's my biggest one. Like, even with me being... So when I say this, y'all probably gonna be like, what in the world? I explain this to my mom. I said, I can never be scared of any room I walk in because one... I'm a cisgender, mask-presenting, lesbian black woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, so cisgender. Cisgender means that I identify as the gender I was born as. I was born as a female. I identify as a female. Mask-presenting is how I dress. I dress masculine, right? Lesbian, I identify as um, only wanting to, to date females. And then black woman, y'all see it. Um, um, but like identifying as all of those things I can never let somebody put me in a box Mm -hmm. and I struggle with that at work sometimes because it's like people see me I wear you know some slacks some loafers a Mm -hmm. button up shirt you know Um, and to me that's normal for the people that know me that's normal yeah but that's then I'm going to come in. Uh, yeah, that's business with it. But I'm going to come in and work with my nails painted, and they're going to be like, that's not right. Mm. Right. Says who? Because to me, this is normal. Does yeah. that ever get annoying? All the time. However, I I feel like going back to the question you asked me earlier, like me having a gift of gab, that's my opportunity to teach you something. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I was having a conversation with my mom, and, and um, my mom hates this. We'll go out, and somebody will, like, misgender me. Mm. They'll say, hey, sir. Or mm. I remember a few years ago we were somewhere and somebody was like, "Yo, son, she—that's my daughter. Like, don't you ever, you mm. know?" Yeah. Um, and that's just a mom protecting her yeah, kid. But when I was explaining this to her, she's like, "I just don't get it. Like, do you want to be a boy? Like, do you want to be a man?" I'm like, "No. Mm-hmm. I'm like the same way. You comfortable with putting on a pair of heels? I'm comfortable throwing on a jogging suit and mm-hmm. some, some Nikes. and some Nikes. You, you know, that don't change who I am as a person." That don't change the two degrees I got. That mm-hmm. don't de- that don't change me uh, like working for my doctor. That doesn't right. change any of my accomplishments. It just changed changed the outside a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm still the same person. Yeah, you know. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. And it's and if they don't get it, that's on them. Mm-hmm. 
It is. So my mm-hmm. last my last question to that. Um, what you want to be remembered for? You know what I mean? Mm. I want to be remembered for being authentically me and always being positive. Mm-hmm. Just giving love. That's it. That's it. I try to be as positive as possible. All right. <laughs> Actually, before we say it's about that time. Oh, wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. So, you're a DJ. Yeah. No, we talked about mental health and emotions and stuff like that. So, I want to know what songs would you apply to certain moods that you have? Okay. So, when you're angry, what is a song that you would play? When I'm mad. When you're mad. Probably Finito. Finito mm. when you mad, okay. When you sad, what is the song that you're going to play? I'm Going Down by Mary J. Blige. Oh, uh, yeah, that's my that's, shit. That's you nice. played that during Homecoming. Yeah. yeah that's nice. <laughs> Personally, I'm going to play uh, We Belong Together by Mariah Carey. Carey. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of sadness is this? I don't know. I, I, like, I like that. So I like, listen, I like a, a Whitney Houston and a Mariah Carey. Mm. Oh, that's, yeah. that's something. I have nothing. It's Oh! Oh! <laughs> Oh, that's the. I have nothing, nothing. I use those songs like uh, those is my shower songs. So those songs <laughs> don't get me sad. It's like it don't do it for me. But some, uh, I'll be missing you, Puff Daddy. Them sad uh, songs. I, I can get into that. Yeah, I get into that. That'll take me out right there. Yeah, that's some shit I cry to. All right, when you happy, what, what song you playing? If I'm happy. If you happy. Right now, F and F. F and F, mm. Right now, if I'm happy, I'm F-I-E-E-A. <laughs> I'm in a car going crazy. Um, you feeling black? Black? I throw on some, like some J. Cole, like mm. just some mm. pass by music, you feel me? Mm. You want to get turned? I want to get turned. Big Lotto. That's awesome. <laughs> if I want to get turned up, I'm going to turn on mm-hmm. some Lotto. Okay. That's my shorty. So what about you? And when I met her, she was so... <sighs> she was... Was she soft? I, I just said, wanted to know. Oh, she, my God. Yes. Yes. And she smelled great. What she smell like? Money and Baccarat. <sighs> Baccarat? Baccarat? And she had on a hoodie, so I know she was just like... Nigga, she was... Whoa, what? <laughs> she walked in, I said... What did you feel in that moment when you seen uh, Lotto? Janelle, Janelle got a video, and I'm so glad she didn't post it. All you see in the back is Lotto walking, and I'm just like this. <laughs> happy and giddy. I was so, yeah, I was just so excited, and I got a chance to chop it up with her just a little bit. I'm like, you really doing, like, I want to go fangirl, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you really doing your thing. Like, keep going. I'm a really big fan. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. I think she thought Janelle brought me until... Mm-hmm. Middle of the concert, I'm at the gate screaming every word, and Janelle just like, right. <laughs> but yeah, she was cool. She That's was what's cool. up. How has it been like meeting celebrities and stuff? It's been real cool. Um, I think my favorite celebrity that I've met is Trina. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had got me real lit. Like she gave me like a, two full cups of henny. Like drink mm-hmm. it, drink it. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Like, but it's cool. Sometimes you you meet celebrities that's a-holes. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't gonna say the celebrity that was the biggest a-hole, but yeah. he, uh, <coughs> he, t- he too Sorry. Sh- it was up, it was up there. It yeah, was up I there. heard it. I'm recovering. I I'm heard recovering. It from the Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the meanest celebrity I've met, he too short to be acting like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> it is not too short. No, nah, it ain't too short, <laughs> no. and it ain't Kevin Hart. Right. It's somebody else. Why did I think Kevin Hart? As soon as you said that, <laughs> nah, it ain't Kevin Hart. But it's been it's been cool, and it's also a very humbling experience because going back to an earlier question that you asked me, it's like they still people. Yeah, yeah. you know, and it's 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 real cool to kind of see some of them like in green rooms and in their element, like after shows, before shows, like just chilling, mm-hmm. and they a lot. A lot like me, like, I'm just trying to chill right now, you know. When mm-hmm. I'm on stage, I'm who I am on stage. But when I'm off stage, I'm, yeah, I'm you know, relaxed. who I am. Yeah, yeah it's I cool. It's been that. cool, though. I ain't gonna lie. I'd rather have my girl fuck a girl than a nigga. I ain't Is that, lie. like, some misogyny really? thing? Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather my girl fuck a girl than a nigga. Because I feel like... Are you talking about... Okay, hold on. Are you saying, like... If she cheated on like me, fling? I'd rather her fuck a girl. Are you sure? I'm positive. I ain't gonna lie. She she like she ain't gonna come back. 
Yeah. And that's fine. Mm. <laughs> I think I just look, you gotta no, think you gotta think how niggas work, bro. Look, I know how I make my, my shorty feel when I'm fucking her, right? And I know listen, I know this might sound like double sided as a sort It sounds misogynistic. It, it probably does, yeah. but I'm it human. It probably does. I'm just saying that I rather I rather I, I y'all do what y'all y'all want to do. Mm-hmm. A, a nigga doing it is is a different. A nigga do it to be disrespectful. Now the girl might do it to be disrespectful. Like, oh, I fucked your bitch. That I don't really give a fuck about none of that. But a nigga will do that shit to just be disrespectful. Like I I just I, I can kind of see where you're coming from. You feel me? Like I can kind of see nigga, where you're coming from. A, a nigga will do like. Uh, uh, I know your bitch face. Da, 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 you kissing it all. Like it's it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's real that versus like all right. Oh, you right. think that's just because females are more uh, emotional? Yeah. Okay. I but him saying it like that, I think it makes more sense. Yeah. I I, I just rather that because if 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 you know a nigga, all right. If personally, if you know a girl is fucking your girl, you ain't gonna trip too hard versus uh. A nigga fucking your girl. I do feel I, like it's gonna hurt to know that uh, she was with a man versus a woman. Because a woman, I can explain it off like you wanted to try some shit and or mm. whatever. But with a nigga, it's like uh, something lacked in me. Not saying mm, that something okay. don't lack in me for you to go pursue a woman. Because it, it's like that. Uh, yeah. The one, how you let a man bend you over? <laughs> Ain't no man bending me over. So oh, you doing oh, the bending? So you doing the bending? It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like damn what what was wrong with me that you had to had go to pursue go. this nigga okay but I, her, see it, I see it like that though hmm. I mean I can see where y'all coming from I wouldn't say I see it like that okay. it's about that time where we leave you with a positive message to get through the week special guest DJ Breedable what is your positive message to get through the week Y'all can bleep stuff out, right? Yeah, yeah. These h- may come and go, but the gifts they get you last forever. Mm. 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 I, like I like that. I like that. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I, I like it. That was that was the nice. gifts they leave go last forever. They last forever. Mm. Like Bria said, if you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing, then your hoe go get snatched. Yeah. Banger. Um, my positive message to get through the week is. Hmm. I don't know. Don't don't ask for what you asking for. And what I mean by that is like mm. if you ain't ready for that new experience, that new lane, don't don't just tell somebody just because mm. your friends told you or this is, sounds exciting and stuff like that. Because some things might scar you on on your on your road or on your journey and might open up a whole different avenue for you. So that's my positive message to get through the week. So. I'm Nas. I'm Vince. Special guest. DJ Breathe the Bull. Go follow me on Instagram at DJ Breathe the Bull. Yes. Make sure you follow Awkward Thinking on all platforms and make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Give us some motherfucking streams. Yes. Thank you, Bria, for coming on today. We appreciate it. Uh, I see you got a couple brands on you today. You want to shout them out? Yeah, definitely. I always rock uh, black-owned brands. So right here on the Fitted, as you can see, official Mac brand. Make sure y'all go cop from them. And then I'll take my take my <laughs> shoe off of this one. Hey, man, Christopher. big shout-out to Christopher Prince. Make sure y'all go follow them. Both black-owned. You already know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yes. Okay. And Support. Thank you for being awkward. Yes. See you next week. White people clap. No,